What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haber Better Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Sherry's Berries, John. Just go to berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Go to the microphone, top right corner, promo code HAM. And it's brought to you by Untuck It. Untuckit.com. When you check out, promo code HAM, 20% off. And Hair Club. Hairclub.com slash HAM. Go sign up today. Now to the seg. Mint. By the end of the second round, became a wide receiver round. But one guy, one wide receiver got drafted ahead of all the rest of the wide receivers in the second round. And that was Debo Samuel. Okay, He went 15 spots ahead of the next receiver. And after A.J. Brown went to Tennessee at 19... Hardman went to Kansas City at 24. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside went to Philly at 25. Paris Campbell went to the Colts at 27. Andy Isabella from UMass went to Arizona at 30. D.K. Samuel went to Seattle at 32. So the Niners were saying, we think this guy, not only is he better than the rest of these receivers, but he's 50, he's much better than the rest of these wide receivers. Well, the, the round started with the Raiders and Niners drafting back-to-back. Then the Raiders trade back. So I'm like, damn. Right. Because clearly the Raiders, once Byron Murphy went, the Raiders are weren't going to take a wide receiver. Byron Murphy and then the other corner went, right? The story was Yeah, Yach, like, I can't even say his name, but yeah, to the Colts. The, so then you went. Name. So then it was pretty clear once the Colts didn't go wide receiver, the Niners were going to kind of get their pick of the litter. Now, last time we talked, I wasn't the biggest. I liked Hollywood Brown, but the Niners don't need Hollywood Brown. If Nikhil Harry had not been drafted by the Colt, or excuse me, Bill, Nikhil Harry might be there for them. Now, maybe the Colts take him. Who knows? But I, I think that like Joey Bosa, or Nick Bosa, they're just going, this was our top-rated guy. Nick, given Nick, the crop, Nick, 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 Given Nick, the crop Nick, of Nick, these Nick, guys. Nick. Yeah, we just got to say Nick. You, you don't usually have a problem with it. but I, I like Debo Samuel, and a lot of people seem to like him. Uh, bottom line to me for the Niners and Debo is he's got to be good. Like, cause he's going to be compared to all these guys Our Sega Whiteside, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. I think most people view those guys, at least just casually talking. You could make the argument. Those guys were better. 
They took Debo. The one thing I like about Debo, for a team that is full of fucking soft guys, Marquise Brown gets hurt easily. The Pettis always gets hurt. Debo, he's an injury-prone guy, but he's a tough guy. Like, he's actually hurt. Good one, Marquise. Like, good one. Mark, this guy is a physical fucking football player. I, I saw that uh, the Raiders tweeted out a video. Raider fans are going to be pissed. And it was uh, Dabo at the Senior Bowl talking about the players that were there. Yeah. And the players he was talking about were, clear, you know, just some of the players. Yeah. At the end, they said, is there anyone at this game that you're glad you're not going to have to see anymore? And he's like, well, I just got here, but I did walk out to the field next to Debo. And he's like, God, I'm – and obviously South Carolina and Clemson, I mean, that's the rivals. And he's like, I don't have to play the guy anymore. So and our buddy Mark Packer, who lives in that area, tweeted me yesterday like the guy's a baller. So I – and they had – here's the other thing, guy. They had Debo in the senior bowl. Like he was on their team. So I, I give you less room for error when you got to spend a week with him. On top of you already liking the guy. Yeah, I think the other thing that adds pressure, I mean, I don't know if he knows, but just it's not necessarily on him, but just on that pick, is just that, like, we know you're looking for a number one and a number two receiver, right? Like, at this point, how do you view Dante Pettis as a number three receiver? Well, you take two guys in the second round, they better eventually be like your two and three at worst case. Yeah, like that's my like this can't be redundant. Like two guys, it, we can't look back at here and go like, oh, you got two complementary receivers. Like not number two complements a one, but a couple of number three guys, right? Like that's where the pressure comes in, and it stays there on Dante. Like he's this guy's got to be to me better than Dante Pettis. Well, Dante was drafted, I think, pick forty one last year. But you you know what I'm saying though like he can't be as good as Dante you already have that you don't need that you need a guy better than Dante Pettis I, I think they would or do argue, you think Dante we don't know how we don't know how good Dante Pettis okay. is what do you think I, I well I I lean the fucking dude that's been making plays in the SEC and I think he's got I'm just saying like do you think yeah. he needs to be better than Dante Pettis or is as good as Dante Pettis good I enough? think this guy is a better receiver than Dante Pettis so yeah I think he should be a better player I think at the end of the day Debo Samuel is good enough to be a legitimate number two wide receiver. And I think Dante Pettis in a perfect role is your number three wide receiver slash punt returner. They don't have the Julio version. Now, the one thing I think Kyle would tell you, well, we got George Kittle, who's a baller. We got multiple running backs in what's his name coming back from the ACL injury, McKinnon and Tevin Coleman, who we can throw the ball to. So we can go a little more strength in numbers. Like that's just because we don't have the, Alpha. <clears throat> now, thing, would you trade like? <clears throat> would you trade like next year second? Now they don't have next year second rounder, but like in theory for like AJ Green during training camp or something. Like I would still be open to doing something like that. Yeah, I, I think. Would you tra would you trade in training camp if the Falcons were like, give us your next year's one for Julio? Yeah. I don't know if the I, from talking to people with the Niners, you don't think Kyle would do it. The one thing I think that's left them, gave them pause with Julio is given what you have to pay, which that is what you'd have to pay, is that you're drafting a, a guy that's nine years in who's had some injury problems, and there's a decent chance. Like, his best football is behind him. So you're overpaying for something that's not going to get better. Like, you you could justify, is that a smart move, you know? Um, when we're 
not really a player away. My hope would be that you're dra- that you're trading your you know you're trading the 18th pick, not the fourth pick, right? But I, I think if you're trading the 18th pick, they would say, well, I'd rather take the flyer on like the Odell Beckham version that's 25, 26 that's ascending mm-hmm. than a guy that's 31 years old and has a ton of tread on his tires. I, I I'm not arguing that Julio is not elite. My thing is. In the NFL, like in the NBA, the equivalent, you would trade the first-round pick for Kevin Durant or whatever, that they're 30 years old. In the NFL, that number, that 30 number, when you've been in the league since you were 21, is is really more like 34, 35, right? Led the league in yards last year. But if you trade a one, like, you can't just have one sweet season. You need to get, like, three or four to really feel good about it. Is my point. So right. you would need him playing at a high, at a Pro Bowl level into his mid thirties. Played sixteen games the last two years. Yeah, I mean he's. There's a chance that they wouldn't even do that. The Falcons. Uh, you know, I what? think the Falcons are going to try to win this year. <laughs> As they should, right? I mean, yeah, I mean they they look at themselves <clears throat> like they're pretty good. Um, the uh. Oh, you know, when we talked Thursday, we talked about should the Niners just take the best pass catcher, tight end, or wide receiver? So I I just think to address that, too, should mention, so Debo goes fourth in the second round. The next tight end was Irv Smith, who went 18, and he went, so that's one spot ahead of A.J. Brown. So, in fact, not only did Debo Samuel go ahead of all those other wide receivers, but the two tight ends in that round, Irv Smith and Drew Sample from Washington— Went they bookended AJ Brown. So Did you actually, know a lot about Drew Sample. I feel like he hadn't been on my radar. Yeah, I mean he just been big guy catches some passes. Yeah, I, I mean I'd seen was him, it more just their I'd passing the, game wasn't great. Probably, and I think they had other receipt like they do have some guys that can catch the football. They're not necessarily big guys, but the guys got they got guys that can catch the football. Did he um, have a good combine? Like run fast? Well, I know I know that he. I was a little surprised when I saw him last week on DJ's like he was higher than I realized he was like in DJ Daniels big board well he's 6'5 250 he ran a 4'7 so yeah I mean he's a big body that can move 33 inch vertical like that's just his his athletic profile is second third round power five now Zerline had draft projection four the other thing was he had had a bunch of injuries too like he's Like, he was a four-year player who I think last year was healthy for the first time. He'd been hurt. He maybe would have come out as a junior. I don't know if he hadn't been hurt. Based so, on he had, so he had good early season, early career numbers. But he was also playing with John Ross and Dante Pettis, so he could you couldn't double-team him, right? But that's like, hey, in the NFL, right? Like, I, I don't like this thing where it's like, well, he, had, he was on a good team. He was, you know, he had other talented guys around him. Well, yeah, like in theory, in the NFL, there's they're all the most talented guys, and you should have talented guys around you too, right? Well, I, I think when you're looking at it from a college perspective, so you go, let's use Debo Samuel. Well, when you're evaluating a guy in the SEC or Josh Allen or whoever on a team that's not Alabama or whatever and only has like three or four elite players, not 15. You go, this guy really stands out. Where sometimes I think when you do Alabama, I think SC used to be evaluated like this, like Miami back in the day. How good truly is this guy if he was just, if you put him on like Fresno State? Would he look like Ryan Matthews? You know? Would he look like, like, because when you're at a smaller program, even in a Power Five, 
Like, if you go to Oregon State, remember when Brandon Cooks was coming out? Like, Jesus Christ, this motherfucker's good. You know, I think you can really shine at a power five, like at Iowa State. You know, the Iowa State running back, I think, went in the third round of the Bears. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just dominate at the Power Five program against the other Power Five programs that are better than you, I find that an easier eval than sometimes a guy at Alabama, besides like their top, top guy, like Quentin Williams, like Josh Jacobs. Like, well, how many first round and second round offensive linemen he's playing with? The, all the receivers. But isn't that an example like you watch him with two other really good running backs and thought like, ah, he look, when I see that guy, he looks the best of the three. Can it help yeah, him in that but, way or no? Yeah, that that helps. But how good, like is Damian Williams, like is that guy going to end up just being like a backup? Yeah. You know, how good is the crop? Najee and Harris. then you And then you've got to be able to do this. And this is what you have to be able to do in a draft room. Well, they're not, none of the other offensive guys are drafted. Well, you go, well... The three wide receivers, check the 2020 mock. You got two of them going in the first round. Like, they got Jerry two Judy. Amaris. Yeah, and uh, some other guy. I think his name starts with an M. Did, uh, did, uh. And Irv Smith. So you go, well, fuck. Did the they other, did, did Ridley get drafted? Calvin's brother? Yeah. Yeah, the Bears got him in the fourth round. Okay, I see you. I, and I just. That that's one. I heard DJ talking about it. I think the really, really high-end schools sometimes get difficult because you're like, well, it, when you were nitpicking like the Georgia wide receivers, well, they had Evander Holyfield's son and the other running back they got, I, I forget his name, but it was a sophomore, it was a badass. Like they are a run-first team. Now this year maybe they are a little more like pass-happy with Jake Fromm, so it'll, it'll be easier to evaluate their players. But it just it's hard. I mean, that's what this is not an inexact science, and maybe I'm wrong on every point I just had. It is like maybe at the end of the day, this is what I know about Debo. Every week he's playing SEC teams. His team is not that good, uh, just talent wise relative, and he was their best player. And like when you talk to Dabo or you talk to Will Muschamp, you talk to any of these guys, the first name that comes up is Debo. So you go, okay, I kind of like that. You know what's funny is I've always kind of thought of him as a Clemson player. For some reason. Debo. Yeah. I also think I give you less margin for error when you get to coach the senior bowl and coach the player. Like, that's pretty unique insight. If your wide receiver going like, well, God, apparently, I <laughs> apparently you know? like coaching against the guy's good insight. You saw what Mayock said that was it Matt Nagy, the senior bowl director texted him. Like, I guess I gave you the uh, wrong Jim, team. Jim, Jim Nagy. I guess I gave you the wrong team. <laughs> Cause, Cause they draft four guys from the other team. Uh, all right. What about what about the? Uh... Well, remember him and Kyle didn't like. Uh, remember Gruden was saying, "Yeah, we, we were going to rotate interviewing guys. Like we'll give them some of our guys at night." So they they just kind of worked together to get an inside insight that the other teams didn't. It was kind of genius. It is. So they really took advantage. Like how many Senior Bowl guys did both these two teams draft? Well, fucking Mayock drafted basically the national championship game. It's incredible. I love it. I do. Now, I in mean fairness, that sincerely. That why you. If you're going to take a swing and you're going to miss, at least take a Clemson well, around. Damn, a guy's not crazy. Yeah, I mean, well, it also was just like, well, guess what? The best players might be on Clemson and Alabama. So that's why you, you know, that's where a lot of the great players are. <laughs> like, I saw this stat last week. I think it was, God, what was it? It was like, I'm going to screw it up. I'll look for it. But it was something about, like, the best college players have a 900% chance better of being first-round picks. Or something in terms of, like, high school stars and... 
who the best yeah. college players are and like the chance that you're a first round pick is like 900% higher if you're in the category of elite players. The best players become the best players. Here's a shocker. We're always trying to figure out like what about the three star guy that the five star guys yeah, guys bust, but guess what? The most athletic, fastest, biggest, strongest players become the best players. But just as a general rule. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.